Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. Uh, today we have Jake, Matt, and Chad with us, uh, going to talk about some youth ministry stuff. Uh, Jake, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Jake Honeycutt. I'm the student and missions pastor at Beaver Dam Baptist Church in Halls, Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, got a wife and two young boys and another boy on the way. So that's fun. That's my life. It's a circus. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, I'm Matt Crabtree. I'm a student pastor at Wallace Memorial Baptist Church up in North Knoxville. I have an amazing wife. Uh, and while we don't have kids, I guess our house is still a circus because she has to deal with me. So uh, <laughs> it happens. And I'm Chad Davenport. I'm the associate student pastor at Wallace Memorial Baptist Church. Uh, I have no wife or kids, but I have a beautiful girlfriend and a, uh, a nice collection of guitars. So. There you go. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys are with us today. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, that dreaded uh, COVID and talk about just ways of doing ministry, youth ministry, during this kind of crazy, hectic time. Um, so does anybody have anything that uh, they want to start off with? And uh, Just talking about maybe some successes that they've had during this time, some things that they've done that have gone well for them. Said successes and it was like crickets. <laughs> yeah, so, zero success, only failures. I think a lot has just been trial and error. I mean, during this time, I think one of the biggest things that I've taken away is that you're never, and I guess this is a lesson just in ministry in general, that you're never going to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And especially during this season, with it being such a divided issue, especially in this area, uh, it just it was a dependence on the Lord and saying. Uh, to, to do what we feel like God is calling us to do. And it might make a certain group of people upset and another group of people happy and, and just move forward and trust that we're doing what God is calling us to do. Um, I don't know if that's too much of a churchy answer, but it's just been the truth that we've kind of learned during this time. Cause no matter what you do, you are going to make a group of people mad saying, <laughs> Oh, you're not being safe enough. And then another side being like, Oh, you're just giving in to political problems and issues and so we're, we're just we just move forward with what we feel like god has kind of been calling us to do and on that note just it's trial and error but there's also just adaptability as you go forward like yeah. one thing you could say this is working for a couple months but then for example you know zoom small groups and mm-hmm. zoom 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 yeah it's great at first because yeah we can connect with each other but now if we put zoom in front of our students they would like vomit because they're so <laughs> sick of zoom from school right. and from uh, you know, church and everything we're doing. So you got to be adaptable. You got to be able to change try a hey, trial and error. This worked well. Now we got to find something else that works. Right. And uh, it's, you know, in the church world, a lot of times we are, we are prone to find something we like and just stick with it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a lesson in general. We got to continue to change, continue to adapt, continue to, uh, reach students how they need to be met. Right. I think that, I don't know, this is definitely not a success, but um, just kind of piggybacking off of that, like the frustration of, you know, constantly trying to do what we're called to do biblically, mm-hmm. um, to gather as the saints, and 
just people um, making wild accusations at you because of that. Um, it's just tough. I mean, in, in a Christian in a Christian culture, that is the church. Like church people, you know, getting furious at you for having church. Uh, that's been the hard part for me. Like I get we have to adapt. We have to do what we can to make everybody safe, as safe as we can. Uh, but just the the polarization of like people on just opposite extremes has mm-hmm. been crazy to watch. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Um, so what are you guys doing that, uh, like, are y'all gathering at all? Is there any type of gathering for you guys right now? Yeah, so for us, uh, we've been meeting for most of this, uh, like, not necessarily exactly normal, but we've been having what we call connect groups, such as Sunday school, uh, our Wednesday night activities, and then we've had some events kind of scattered throughout and that we've just had to make adjustments and kind of adapt to. We recently just moved back to only meeting uh, on Sunday mornings in a large group, probably just through Christmas, uh, just because we know we didn't want anybody quarantined through the holidays and we'll revisit it uh, at the start of the new year. But as much as normal as we've been able to around this time. That's basically the same for us. We The only thing we've really like gotten completely rid of for now is our Sunday night stuff um so we've been meeting sunday morning worship we have two separate worship services and with the number of people that haven't come back yet they're probably i'd say a little less than 50 percent capacity on both of those so Mm -hmm. it's social distancing as possible um then we have sunday school and um wednesday night student worship in our student ministry we're requiring masks in our what we call the big room uh where we do all our student ministry stuff just because for our numbers, it is a smaller room as opposed to our sanctuary, so there's really not a ton of room for social distancing. But so I know probably kids are not as concerned with it, but I know parents are probably really concerned about their kids coming to church and being in large groups and everything. So, what are you guys doing that's helping put parents' minds to ease? Well, we've done, you know, we've made it very clear through, uh, you know, we've made amusing Instagram videos mm-hmm. we've made, uh, you know, just put the information out there uh, as much as possible in as many ways as possible. This is the concrete steps we're keep, we're taking to be safe. Like talking about we're social distancing as much as we possibly can in a student ministry context. We are doing temp checks before you, you come in. Uh, and, you know, as pastors, we're wearing masks. We're highly recommending them for students. Uh, just, just anything we can say. Hey, this is honestly what we're doing. Let us, you know, communicate that to you to put your mind at ease, and then ultimately, you know, it's up to you and your judgment. But, you know, we just want you to know we're we're being careful. We're thinking through. We're not being flippant about this. We are. Um, we're we're trying to be to be safe, but at the same time, you know, we we are called to gather. We're called to be the church, and we're going to do what. God has called us to do. Right. Um, and, and there's, you know, you, you are, you, we have no disrespect for you if you choose to, to stay home, right. but this is what we're doing and this is why we want you here. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. And I think putting their mind at ease, letting them know that they're not a bad parent if they don't feel that their kids are safe to come. Right. We've had a lot. I mean, for example, somebody like, well, uh, their grandmother is their primary transportation to and from school. And we're trying to be very careful because she has health issues. And so we're just going to do church at home for now. And we're like, that is totally fine. Right. And then helping them understand that and, and trying our best to 
to offer what we can possibly offer to them, whether it be online or, or keeping them up to date with what we're talking about on Wednesday nights through text. And so, and that's something that admittedly we've not done the best job at, especially as it's gone along. We did a lot better at the beginning when it came to offering content online and over time it just kind of faded away as most of our kids came back in person. And so we've definitely been talking recently as we head into a new year of offering more stuff online and being more aware of, of those kids that uh, that aren't able to come just right. because of for safety reasons, because of health issues with or with themselves or with their parents or grandparents. And that comes almost with the just the ebb and flow of you know the different phases of what this pandemic mm-hmm. looks like. At first, it's oh we want something, we need something from the church, so we're going to offer content online. But then there, there's such a saturation of online content right. that it's. The engagement is not going to be the same. It's not going to have the same impact. So we're going to focus on different things. Well, now, you know, we're starting to maybe circle back to that. And, mm-hmm. and it's part of that always gauge where your students are at, gauge where uh, your, your church is at, and then move forward with ex- the exact direction we, we feel that God's leading us. Yeah. I think that's the that's the hard part too, right? Knowing where the ones are that aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but we – I mean, we've just struggled to have communication with the ones that aren't coming just because mm-hmm. the ones that are there, I mean, they know what's going on because we tell them in person. Generally, those are the ones that are typically more engaged online too. And so the ones that aren't coming are, I guess, disengaged with us. Like, hey, how do how can we best serve you? Uh, that was a conversation that one of our uh, pastors had with somebody last week. Like, how can we serve you better? Because we... Like, we haven't heard from you. We've tried to, like, put stuff online. We've tried to reach out. But when you're talking, like, 70% of your people aren't there, how do you get in touch with those 70 pe- 70% of people? Like, are they just done with church? Are they angry with the church? Uh, there's so many different questions. And just getting in touch with those that we haven't had contact with is a real challenge, I feel like, for us. So what, what are you doing to try to stay in contact with those kids who you're not hearing from. I know y'all are saying you're texting them and stuff, but I know that doesn't always work. And I've been talking with some youth pastors that are saying, okay, well, your excuse for not coming used to be you're so busy. Well, I know for a fact now you're not busy and you're even admitted to me that you're not busy. So like what are are ways that you're trying to keep their attention or trying to get them to, to be involved? Well, we've kind of always said this even from the beginning that that we're never going to grow the student ministry just by myself or Chad or anything that we're going to say or we're going to do. That it's really going to grow from students mm-hmm. reaching out to other students and discipling other students and and evangelizing other students. And so I think that that applies to to this as well. What we're going through right now, and we can send them a text and saying, "Hey, Miss, you haven't seen you in a little while, but if three other guys or girls their age are reaching out to them and saying, Hey, miss, you haven't seen you. They're a lot more likely to respond to that. And so now it's identifying leaders in your ministry and almost like creating this new COVID outreach team or something Mm -hmm. to kind of be like, Hey, we need to start reaching out to these kids and it's going to come a lot better coming from the students than it is from us. And so it's just adapting to that as well. And, and more ideas that we're going to have to think of heading into the new year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, And it's, one thing that I've actually been pleasantly surprised with is the number of visitors that we've had. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with our student leaders who really have bought in. You know, we had, you know, had one guy bring in three or four people we'd never seen before just from his school. Awesome. And, you know, that that's something that we can't do. That's something right. that 
you know, their their heart has to be on fire. That's right. something they have to get it. Uh, and you know, we can we're obviously going to do everything we can to you know, to help them get there. But until you know they buy in, they're the ones that are going to help uh, you know it grow more than we ever can. Right. But I, I've been encouraged by what I've seen by what I've seen by some of our students in uh, mm-hmm. in that kind of COVID outreach, if you will. Yeah, I think that that organic kind of growth that you're talking about is definitely like that's been my heart for student ministry growth all along. It's just weird. Like backstory. I had a job transition like mid COVID. So it's, it's just super weird, like transitioning churches and like getting to learn a new group when you have so many people out and such a low number of your normal people in there, just getting to know them and getting to gauge where they're at spiritually and all that kind of stuff. Um, so a couple of things that I try to do is one, I have been texting students, but um, like I said, there, there's not a lot, there's not a lot there, you know, they don't know me. They don't have a face. I mean, unless they're on our Instagram, right. they don't have a face to put with the name. So there's like, Oh, this dude, whoever this guy is reaching out to me, but I've been trying to do um, like kind of like a, almost an announcement video, but a fun one every week on our student ministry Instagram so that, like people and parents, like they don't have an excuse to not know what's going on. Like even if they're if they're disengaged, if they're not with us, like they're still hopefully getting some information about the things that we're doing and what we're trying to do in the ministry as well. So I don't know. I feel like we're trying to cast a net, and then hopefully, like we grab some of those things. Like we're trying to do the empower students to reach out to their friends. We're trying to make personal contacts ourselves. We're trying to put videos out, and so hopefully, like. When we cast that wide net, hopefully we're grabbing some of that as we go. I think Jake brought up a good point of eliminating those excuses <laughs> to where they can't come back and say, hey, y'all haven't tried. But like, hey, it's it's on our Facebook and Instagram and website. And, and other than Carrier Pigeon, I don't know what else you want us to do in order to get the information to you or hand deliver a paper to your house. I mean, you're trying to do everything you possibly can to at the end of the day, you can say, hey, we have tried our best and leave it up to that and leave it up to them. Cause there is a level of responsibility on their part to read it, to right. be engaged in it. And, and for them to, that it's not just going to be spoon fed to them the entire time. And, and realizing that, especially at, at churches, the size of uh, Beaver Dam and Wallace, I mean, we can't personally right. get to every single person every single week. That's yep. just not possible. And so you rely on things like Sunday school and connect groups and those leaders to reach out. But there, there, it you have to. There's a reciprocation that has to happen on the other end too of them actually trying, right. and so trying to encourage them to do that has been somewhat of a struggle because nowadays it's a lot easier just to go camping on mm-hmm. the weekends or or do something like that and and use the excuse of oh well we're outside and we're trying to be safe instead of being inside in the church and so you just fight the silly stuff like that and so that's just I mean that's been part of the frustration during this process and you just kind of have to fight against that. Yeah, you got to try to not let that get to you too yeah. much. Where it's like, I don't, I don't know that I, I really buy that you feel safe here, but not at church. And mm-hmm. you do everything you can, and then you just trust that God's gonna work how God's gonna work. You know, my 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 pastor just said, you know, look, I know the world seems like it's coming to a stop and everything's kind of slowing down, but you know, the Lord's still moving. I mean, things mm-hmm. are still happening. People are still getting saved and still. You know, things need to be done. And so, you know, it's great to hear that you guys are, you know, finding new ways to, to reach out to the kids. Um, 
Let me ask this one last question, and uh, I think it's a really important one. What are you guys doing to help yourselves during this time? Because I know that for you guys, this has to be a struggle because you're not getting to do those one-on-ones or you're not getting to physically do as much as you probably want to uh, in person or whatever. So, you know, how are you handling this? How are you lifting yourself up during this difficult time? What are some ways that you're staying connected with God through all of this? Wallowing in self-pity. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think for me what happened, and this was a hard lesson that I learned, is I think even th- during this time, I think most pastors would agree that they probably worked harder now more than ever, even though there hasn't been people because they're having to learn new things. They're having to learn social media in ways they've never learned, how to all of a sudden half our staff are now videographers and video editors, and they've never had to do that before. And a lot of that takes a lot more time than you realize. And so the, at the beginning of this, I mean, we were spending way more hours than normal, even at home, because especially when you're working from home, it can it can all of a sudden you blink in at 630 and you're still working on a video. And so uh, I know for me that happened leading all the way up through, we were able to have camp fortunately. And I mean, just going balls to the wall all the way through. And then I like the week before camp just hit a wall mm-hmm. and to where I was just like, I just need to get through camp. And those are words that I never thought that I would say is I just need to get through camp. Cause camp is probably my, one of my favorite weeks of all time and of the year, but I had just gone, I mean, like a lot of us had gone so hard for so long that, um, that just kind of got burnt out. And so definitely a lesson of just taking intentional time away from doing ministry work. And I know that kind of sounds weird, but taking time specifically when you're at home to, to not have a laptop open, to not be trying to post something, uh, to just spend time with my wife, to get out and just have date nights with her and intentional time with family. Cause it's very easy, especially when you're working from home to, to get so caught up because it's always in front of you. Um, but taking time away to kind of re-energize and refresh so you don't continue to hit that wall. Same kind of deal here. I mean, we didn't we didn't get to do the camp stuff, but we, you know, when I was at Buffett still, I got in a weird place like right before, uh, I guess right after it all started. Like mostly everybody was working from home, but I told them straight up, like, I've got two kids. If I'm working from home, they're going to be at home with me and I'm not going to get anything done. And so it was tough when we made that transition of doing all, basically all digital content mm-hmm. of like, okay, this is going to take more time than just, I think I was doing like eight to three there. Like this is going to take more time than that. So uh, there were days when I would like do all that, leave, get the kids, get the dinner, all the stuff, get it done and then get them to bed. And then I'd be working from like eight to midnight or one, just getting stuff ready to get uploaded online. And like you said, I just kind of hit a wall and we, me and my wife had conversations of like, should I get out of ministry? Like, is this what we want to do long term? Or like, if not, something's got to change. Like if I'm going to continue to do this, we've got to make a change. I've got to make a change personally. I guess it was, it was probably like a month into like the whole shutdown quarantine type stuff. And I just, I just really tried to lean into scripture and lean into, you know, more intentionally like listening to sermons and feeding myself with my daily time with the Lord. And then, like you said, just intentional, like time to get away. Um, like this last time we got shut down, 
um, we picked up and we planned a beach trip like four days notice and we just left and went to Florida for like three or four days. And we were super blessed to be able to do that. We had already had like a vacation in the next year, like, okay, we're going to do this. And so we had that money kind of set aside, but just pulling the trigger and being able to do that and get away and being intentional, um, but also like leaning into scripture, leaning into your personal spiritual disciplines has been extremely crucial. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what you just said what was exactly what I was going to say is pressing into to scripture, into the word of God in a way that I really probably haven't in a long time. And uh, part of you know, part of the way that I've been encouraged to do that is a you know series we're going through right now is called we're calling it People of the Book. And it's just we're walking all the way through Psalm 119, just seeing you know, how the psalmist in that chapter just not not only obeys but truly loves in in an emotional way loves uh god's words god's precepts all these these things that he calls the word of god and uh you know it's encouraged me like man have i have i really been loving it and pressing into it in that way or have i just been doing doing my devotion uh every day or studying it to prepare a sermon or that kind of thing and that really refocusing on pressing in and loving God's word uh, for what it is and loving God for who he is has been uh, really revitalizing, especially in that time, in this time. So you just planned my spring teaching series. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It will take all spring and probably into the summer. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like this is totally off topic. So I'm sorry, but um, like we talk about stealing stuff from each other all the time. Yeah. We'll probably, let's pick this up on the other one, but, um, like, that's okay. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like, I think we had a conversation with some of the guys at one point, like, hey, let's get together and just talk, like, in the midst of COVID and the struggle and, like, all of us feeling like this and Mm -hmm. super discouraged and, like, almost deflated in a way. Hey, you're not on an island. You don't Mm -hmm. have to come up with every idea on your own. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all here, and it's not like we're trying to steal like the show, like what is the show? You know, we're not trying to steal, like I'm not trying to steal all your kids. Like you're in a whole different area, different place. Even if you were five minutes down the road, we're not trying to steal each other's people. Like we can lean on each other for that encouragement, for that um, building up. And that, that's been one of the things too, that's been huge for me to help myself is leaning on the other guys that I have a personal relationship with that are in the same boat Mm -hmm. that I'm in. And I was telling Jake, we talked on the phone, I guess it was the last week at some point, and we, as student pastors in the area, kind of East Tennessee area, we were getting together pretty frequently, like in the in the thick of COVID, I guess back in like April, May, like that time frame, and it was super encouraging, and, and I told you, and we kind of got away from it once, again, we got back into our routine, and August kind of hit, and, and I told Jake, I, the feelings that I'm even having right now, I probably could have avoided them if I would have been more intentional to kind of keep that up the way that we were to, to realize that the struggles and the frustrations and everything that I'm going through right now, like I am not alone at all that pretty much any student ministry, cause it's very easy to paint a pretty picture on your Instagram of how great things are going in your ministry. But in reality, we're all going through the same struggle. And so if anybody's listening to this, that, that to definitely reach out and, and to find some community around you or even reach out to any of us and, and we'd love to plug you into communities that we're involved in because you can't do this alone. Like you have to have that person that 
you can vent to about student ministry because they understand and 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 again like jake said get ideas from because you don't have to reinvent the wheel you can lean on each other and help each other so definitely don't feel like it's all about whatever you can come up with and you know and if you're listening to this and you need you want to try to reach out to one of these guys you can always reach us at uh, at carson springs and we can get you in contact with any of these guys because we know how important it is to be relying on one another Guys, thank you so much. This has been a great podcast. Uh, can't say thank you enough. Uh, thank you for listening to our, our podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this, you know, please listen, like, follow, whatever, uh, all of our other podcasts for On Camp Radio. Uh, thanks and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.